Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new semester, a new year with the Sikkim Podcast. We are glad you are with us. We are powered by Rogue Media Network and proud to have them as a part of our Sikkim Podcast. John Morris, Brooke Bednar is back together for a new year. And here we go, Brooke, starting a new school year. Class is already underway on the Baylor campus, and uh, soccer has already begun. Volleyball begins this week. Football, less than a week. Right around the corner. Less than two weeks away. Way, but man it's a fun time of year isn't it it really is i mean the summer is nice because we finally get a chance to kind of take a breath and reflect on just how successful all of Baylor athletics was last year but to have the students and the student athletes back on campus the parking lots are full I'll take a little <laughs> bit of traffic and delay to get to work every day if it means they're back and we have games going on yeah no, it's funny that you mentioned the parking lots are full they, they are full <laughs> they definitely are. it took me a little bit of time to find a spot over uh-huh. here <laughs> oh yeah but that's true well we've got a little construction going yes, on we do. The, uh, we'll certainly talk about that in the weeks to come but uh, the new fudge football operations center is they're doing work in preparation for that and the new foster pavilion uh, that uh, work has begun already as well so a lot of construction onward and upward a lot of good things Brooke going on not the least of which is the season opener for Baylor football September 3rd McLean Stadium the Albany Danes coming in and Baylor goes into that game as the defending Big 12 champs and the defending Sugar Bowl champs as well. Yeah, they are. Lots of great things to talk about. I'm just excited to finally get to be back at McLean yeah. and see the Bears play. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Baylor number uh, pick to win the Big 12 Conference this year in the preseason. How about that? That's never happened before. And number 10 in the nation in the preseason polls, the coaches poll and the AP poll. So a lot of excitement around Baylor football. We've got a couple of guys from the team that will be with us on the podcast today. And let's begin with a, a senior, uh, Al Walcott, a, jun- a senior defensive back out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Carolina. Uh, is senior, correct? Fourth year, junior? Senior's correct. All right, yes, we'll sir. go senior. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's all that? complicated. After yeah. COVID, everything's confusing. I know, I know. Yep. Like, uh, name the years, but uh, came here after a short stand at Butler Community College. Also, yes, Al, welcome. Thanks for being on with Thank us. Thank you so much for having me here. I really do appreciate it. Great. We're excited about the season. I know you guys are as well. Yes, sir. What's, uh, how's the work been? How's fall camp been for you um, guys? It's been great. You know, everybody's been working very hard. Um, something that we've really been um, working on is, you know, just uh, staying focused and making sure that, you know, the season goes as well as we um, plan for it to go. And, yeah. 
as a senior in that room and just overall on the team, I mean, there's a lot of talk. We just we just did it. We're guilty of it. We're excited uh, to talk about, you know, reigning Big 12 champs, being picked first in the Big 12 for this year. But how do you kind of combat all of that and keep everybody focused that's on the team? Um, Really, I mean, everybody's, you know, we're all happy about that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not going to take that away but that's not really our main focus uh coming up in this season we're really focused on taking it day by day game by game and i'm really trying to get to the point where we want to at the end of the season which is the college football playoffs and i'm really take from there that's great and and we can see that in practice i mean you guys yeah. work so hard uh through fall camp now you're into a week with classes beginning but not quite the game week yeah. yet but i mean we see that daily focus by you guys that's mm-hmm. that's the way you gotta approach it oh uh, most definitely uh coach Randall really preaches that a lot uh focus on what's uh, in front of us and um that's what we're gonna uh keep doing and that's what uh has us um going as hard as we do in practice how do you feel fall camp has gone? I know you guys spent a little bit more time in McLean, a little bit later nights uh, to get the feel of, especially for the younger guys, but to walk into McLean at night under the lights to mm-hmm. see that. And then we get to kick things off with a night game. Um, it feels, I mean, really, I really feel like it's it's been good. Fall camp's been all, like, really good and um very tiring. It's been pretty hot. Yeah, but I mean, we really—I feel like we needed that. It, it, it was time for us. It was a time for us to to bond and you know for the uh, the older guys to help the younger guys and even the older older guys to uh, learn more stuff as well. Um, to, uh, getting ready for, for the season. That's good. Tiring. Uh, I mean, yes, that's, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> I was mildly. about to say, yeah. With yeah. the heat we've had, and finally that broke a little bit this week with yeah. uh, a little bit of cooler temperatures and some rain this week. That was yes, nice. Sir. Yes, sir. It's been, I mean, we try not to fo- really focus on the heat, really, but, I mean, obviously it's going to take a little toll on you. But, I mean, the thing about this team that I really appreciate is we're, really, we're the type to really push through all that stuff because that's this is what we want for us in uh, the season. is a great season. We got the season opener for this year. Can we go back to the Sugar Bowl for a minute? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Big smile <laughs> on his face. Uh, because you had a Sugar Bowl record, 96-yard uh, interception return for a touchdown. Whew. Hang on. Let's relive that. Here, Here's the way it sounded. Here's the play, third down and seven from the 11-yard line. Altmaier to throw, pass deflected and intercepted. Baylor's got another pick, returning it down the far sideline. He may take it all the way. Al Walcott running it for a touchdown. Oh, my, a pick six for the Bears. First points of the night by the Baylor defense. That was fun. Al, congratulations on that big play. What a great uh, what a great team win. What a great defensive effort in that Sugar Bowl win. Uh, I do thank you, but I also want to thank Matt Jones and the whole defense. <laughs> really, Matt Jones is really what uh, set it off with the tip. And um, really just um, Coach Roberts putting us in a, a best position and me to be in a position to uh, be able to catch the ball once uh, Matt tipped the ball. And then after that, I was just really just trying to score and help the team in any way. So just really trying to run fast. Nice. 96 yards. 
Sugar Bowl record, second longest in Baylor football history. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it until after the game. So. That's sweet. Yeah. But what's the what's the bounce? What's the um, uh, momentum that you all have from finishing the season so strong? Wins over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game and then Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. What's the positive momentum you take from that? We know. I feel like now we know what – what we have to do and what what um is going to have us successful for this season and now that we know we i feel like we trust it now and now that we can uh now that we trust and we trust the process and we know what um what's ahead of us and what, what what's there to come i feel like we know that we're gonna um be a successful team when you think ahead to the season opening game how are you preparing for it knowing knowing that you're one of the seniors, the guy that now everybody underneath you is going to be looking at. How do you approach this game? Uh, I approach. I, I try to approach it like every every practice, um, focused. Just really, we're just really trying to lead the younger guys and show them the right way. Even even so, I even learn from the younger guys as well. So, the guys around me is really who um, the guy, the older guys that um are around me, like Dylan, um. You guys, uh, Christian Morgan, these guys also pushed me to um, be the player I am. And really the confidence that they really give me, that I really carry that on to the field. And from there on, I mean, it's just really just play football. <laughs> Would you say you're more of a vocal leader or a guy by actions? I'm really a, a guy by actions, but I can be vocal. I can be vocal, but I'm really like a guy by actions type of person. You know, there were some significant losses from that team last year in the defense last year, but I think you guys, I think you could be better this year. I think the defense this year could actually be better than last year with guys like you stepping up and then the other returning starters. How do you feel about that? Um, not taking anything from the guys from last year. Um, they did a great job. But I also, I, I do, I, I can say I could believe that as well. You know what I'm saying? Our, our front, up front is just incredible, I believe, personally. And then our back end is just, you know, even though we might be a little younger in like certain little pl places, these guys, you know, they know they know the standard and which which um what has to be done, and they've seen it, and I feel like the talent is there, it's there. So I feel like it's gonna be good. Very nice. Uh, am I right? In high school, you were all offense, re uh, receiver, yeah. and running back. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. So how yeah. when and how did that switch? <laughs> um, um, when I went to Butler, um. I always wanted to play uh, defense, okay. corner, safe, something, something. I, I love, I like hitting. Yeah. So when I went to Butler, um, they really just changed me, uh, switched me over to corner, and from then on, I was like, I mean, I don't mind it. <laughs> it. It really doesn't matter to me what position I really play. Gotcha. I just really like to play. It's worked out well. Yeah. It's worked out very well. Back to high school. Uh, what was what was the level of high school? You know, where you played there at Wilmington. Like four A, yeah, yeah, I played four A. Okay, and and how does that compare? This isn't a fair question, but North Carolina high school compared to Texas high schools and competition here. Um, I can say Texas takes football a lot more serious. <laughs> I would say that. Right. I say that. So probably the level might be um a little different, but I feel like there's a lot of talent in North Carolina, and um the guys that are coming out of there are very very talented and they. 
they should have an opportunity as well. Very good. Gavin Holmes is going to join us next. We'll ask him that question. He's a Texas high school <laughs> oh, yeah, product. We'll, we'll ask him that. Ask that. <laughs> ask that as well. What would you say you got out of your time at Butler? Um, I matured a lot. I matured, I had to do that. I had to mature a lot, and I met some great people. Um, it was just a great time. I mean, although you know, being at El Dorado, Kansas, is probably not the best place to be because it's not much you can do. Which is also, it or was that's also, a good thing. Yeah. All you yeah, have is yeah, football. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's all, it's, that's, that was, it was also a, a plus side because all I had was football in school. So those were my main focus. So those were um, very important to me at that time in my life. So I just tried to, I tried to take those things uh, as serious as possible. Have you seen that time pay off now that you're at Baylor, under on a bigger stage, D1 football? I would say I, I feel like coming into Baylor, I knew. I I knew how to approach uh, things more differently. I still had things to learn. I was still young, coming to Baylor. I was still like 19. I was still pretty young, so I knew how to approach approach things uh, a little bit more differently. Um, I didn't have that freshman mind, little freshman mindset. You know, it might come in a little different. And then like now, I'm I'm now I'm able to like try to teach the younger guys and try to tell them not be like a um a old head or anything and just you know tell them i don't know fourth year junior yeah, senior. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, we got a couple of old heads on this yeah, podcast no, most de- today most, most definitely <laughs> but I, I you know i try to um lead them in the right directions open at home uh september 3rd go to byu in week two and your road schedule this year is really tough yeah uh people keep asking me about that i mean people notice how tough you know the tough road games you'll have what's your mindset for you guys um just like coach Aranda talks about it all the time you know um we, we're not probably not gonna have a lot of people that's gonna travel to those away games so it's gonna be tough so the energy we bring in practice is gonna carry on uh over to the stadiums and um the away games and that's gonna help us a lot you know the energy we bring really um changes the uh the whole the whole game of how we play so it's safe. We don't have no energy on the sideline or anything with nobody, and it's just us and their crowd. You know what I'm saying? Going crazy or right. something, and we don't have no energy. That that could really probably take a toll on how we play. But I mean, yeah. Is there a certain guy or a couple of guys that is really leading that charge of providing the energy, or would you say it's pretty across the board? Uh. Pretty across the board. We try to keep it like that, you know what I'm saying? So everybody brings that, that energy, not just one person, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't really want just one person doing that. But if I would say, I can't say. I think everybody. That's good. Say, that's a good say, answer. Yeah, I say, especially leading into this season, that's just something we fo- uh, had our focus on. So I feel like everybody's uh, understanding and wanting to bring that, that, that energy that we need. Really good. Well, we appreciate your time. You got a lot going on. Classes are underway yeah. and practice continues. But yes, thanks sir. for being with us and uh, wish you nothing but the best this year. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Al Walcott, senior defensive back for the Bears. The Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. Available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Now, here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. And you're back with us, and we are proud to partner with Rogue Media Network on our Sikkim podcast beginning this year. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art 
And there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and yes, sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Back with us on this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. A couple of Baylor players on our podcast to begin the new school year. We had Al Walcott. We're joined now by Gavin Holmes, a sixth-year senior receiver for the Bears out of Justin Northwest High School. And, Gavin, we appreciate you being on with us. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming in for the podcast. Uh, before I forget. I was so, about to say, I think we got to start with this question. Yeah, okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. so we asked Al, or John asked Al, <laughs> About the difference between North Carolina high school football <laughs> yeah. and Texas high school football. Yeah. And as a Texan, I mean, we're all t- – well, you and I are Texans right here, yeah. so we yeah, have yeah. a valid – maybe we'll turn it on John and ask him about Kentucky football. <laughs> but uh, what do you think? What's the difference in the levels there? I mean, I firsthand have not seen North Carolina football, but – I know that everybody that's not from Texas always has a very strong opinion about Texas <laughs> high school football. Right. Um, so I can only imagine that might we might take it a little more serious down here than they do. I would say, I would agree with that. It's probably yeah. right. I mean, yeah. look at the size of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Some yeah. of that stuff, you know. It's so. like culture shock when people come and see Texas yeah. high school football stadiums yeah. and just, yeah. I know in my high school, by the time I was a senior – we were just moving from 3A into 4A, and we were dragging extra bleachers up to the field oh, because yeah. it like we didn't have enough se- seating right. for all of our fans in the student section, and That's it great. was crazy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. definitely a lot of fun. I challenge people all the time when they're like, oh, Texas football is not that big, and I'm like, okay, I'll pick a small town around here. Yeah, Go to Crawford, Texas on Friday night. See if you can find somewhere to eat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, because you won't be able to. Yeah. The whole town's there. And you had a great high school career. All-state yeah. receiver, uh, Justin Northwest High School. You have pretty mm-hmm. good memories of your high school career? Oh, yeah, yeah. I still I still go back there every once in a while when yeah. I'm back home just to see the coaches and um, kind of see what they're doing over there. So, yeah, it's it's fun. That's perfect because this week, Friday Night Lights uh, begins. High start, school football yeah. season begins yeah. this week. So yeah, yeah. it's fun to think about that oh, and yeah. how big a deal it is. Oh, it's huge. And especially now, my little brother, he has his first varsity game Friday. Oh, so nice. after practice, I'm going to jet down there to go watch him. So, great, yeah. great. What position is he playing? receiver. Is he? Yep. Oh, there you yep. go. Nice. Yep. Well, give us cool. a report. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> That's really cool. How about, uh, how about for yourself? Fall camp uh, go well for you? Yeah, yeah. Fall camp was good. Uh, missed a couple practices. I got – banged up just tweaked my hammy a little bit but i'm back i'm good um but yeah other than that fall camp has been great that's nothing right no at this point <laughs> no yeah not at this <laughs> point. Was, with everything yeah. you've been through yeah. that's not, not at all you're like it's a couple nothing. practices okay yeah, that's yeah, fine yeah, give yeah. me back out there yeah not at all yeah, give, so. give our listeners uh kind of the list the laundry list of things you've been through during your time here <sighs> yeah so i've uh i've gone through two acls yeah on uh, the yeah on leg. the same knee um, and then last year I tore um, a ligament in my foot that kept me out for a year as well. Oh, so, man. Yeah. We we pray for you a healthy season. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, if you're looking yeah. for something or someone to pray for, yeah. Yeah. Gavin Holmes, health. I would appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, I'm sure, are the same. That's what you want, just a full season, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played a, 20, I played a full season in 2020, but that was COVID and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm just uh, praying for a full, healthy season. Um, so I can go out there and 
you know, do what I do. So we kind of talked about it before when we had the opportunity, you were in between, uh, a couple of your injuries. Um, and we, we talked about your story, mm-hmm. you know, your story, first of all, no one on the team with all this COVID business and the seasons looking different. Uh, none of that is the same as anyone before or anyone who will be after, uh, this group of athletes, but you specifically, your story looks different than most college athletes. Most college athletes would not be sitting here as a six year senior, uh, finally with this opportunity to stay healthy and, and get a full season in that's not lumped in with a pandemic. Yeah. Um, so when people hear your story and when they think about Gavin Holmes and they see you out there on the field, when your younger teammates see you out there on the field, what do you hope that they get out of that? Not just that you're out there on the field and that you're a good player, but what do you hope that your story says as a whole about yeah. college athletics and what it takes to to finally, you know, stick with it and, and compete at the highest level? Yeah, I mean, when people hear my story, they're always like, how are you still playing, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I love this game so much. I tell them every time I'm going to play till my legs stop working, essentially. Um, you know, and it was – it's definitely been a struggle – um, but I've known that this is what I wanted to do. And um, and the fact that I can still perform at a high level is just kind of a sign for me that, you know, I can still do this and maybe I'm still meant to be doing this, you know. Um, and I believe, you know, that God wouldn't put anything on me that I couldn't handle. Um, and, you know, there were times, times were tough for sure, um, especially this past year. You know, it's like I, um, I overcame my ACLs. Um, I was feeling good and this foot thing happened and it was so random, like just a sporadic injury. Um, and of course it's like the worst thing you can do to your foot. Um, and so, yeah, I, of course I had a lot of questions and I was very, I was down on myself for a little bit, but you know, I thought I've overcame a lot, you know, and I figured I could do it again. And so that's kind of what kept me going. So you mentioned uh, your faith in God. Obviously, Baylor mm-hmm. is a unique place when it comes to that and how yeah. much at the forefront our faith truly is here. How has that helped you through this whole process? That's helped me a lot. And kind of through kind of the past three, four years, I've met a lot of people, a lot of great people who have kind of helped me in that aspect to grow on my faith. Um, and, you know, I just there were times where um, like I said, I questioned a lot, you know, I just was wondering why it kept happening to me, you know, but then I had, uh, I kind of had to look at it in a different light, um, to where, you know, like I need to stop questioning, you know, why God kept doing this to me or why it kept happening. But in a sense, be thankful that I can still do this through everything that I've been through. Um, you know, and I've had, like I said, I've had a lot of great people, especially our new receiver coach, coach Baker. Um, he's really helped me a lot you know, to grow as a man and grow my faith. Um, and so, yeah, that's been, that's been the driver for me for sure. You mentioned it. Let's talk about all those different coaches you've had. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had, you've had five receiver coaches. Oh, wow. Five or six receiver coaches. Yeah. Since I've been here, pretty much a new one every year. Yeah. Uh, but I can wholeheartedly say that I have the strongest relationship with coach Baker. No doubt. That's awesome. He, yeah. He's just a great guy, you know, and, um, I feel like whether we want to believe it or not, a lot of these college football coaches out here are kind of, they kind of have a business mindset um, for sure. But, you know, he genuinely cares about us. Um, and I think that's what I'm saying. And I've been here six years and I feel like our receiver room just as a whole, 
Um, it's the closest group that I've ever been a part of, and I think he plays a huge part in that. You know, just he always preaches camaraderie and us just being together. Um, and, you know, the, before, right when we get in the building, the first thing he asks us is, you know, about our life, how our people are doing, what we're doing back home, um, and things like that. So football comes, you know, when there's obviously a time to have those football conversations. But, you know, if you were to, if I was just to go hang out with Coach Baker right now, I doubt we would even talk about football. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling to have a coach like that for sure. Well, it leads into person over player, yeah. which is something yeah. we preached all yeah. last year. A thousand percent, yeah. And That's so, really cool. Yeah, Coach Randa kind of um, – because Coach Randa called me um, right after he hired Coach Baker. And he was like – he just kind of told me a little bit about him and stuff. And then Coach Baker called me immediately, and, like, we talked on the phone for, like, two hours. Like, he was just – it was wow. just cool to – yeah, because it was just cool, that connection we kind of had right off the bat. So – it's just a shame he doesn't have much energy. Yeah. <laughs> Low-key. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't not laugh at no, that. No, but it's like if you see him around here, like he's so chill, laid back, mm -hmm. like yeah. just a nice dude. But like out on the field, he gets <laughs> he gets crying out there. So, yeah. People listening, if you watch the sidelines, if you, oh, yeah. if you see if a coach that's yeah. jumping, if literally. You see somebody doing the gritty on the sideline or running up and down, it's Coach Baker. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's yeah. good. Yeah. The room, the quarter, I mean, they receive receiver room is uh, is different i mean yeah, yeah. some guys have moved on and are yeah. doing really well but yeah. you're one of the old old hands uh, yeah. still in there tell us about uh what that room looks like yeah like i said uh you know i think everybody knows we're a pretty young room uh we're probably the, the youngest room on the team um but man if you go out and watch this practice or if you watch this scrimmage you wouldn't be able to tell and i think that you know coach baker always talks about you know, we all have, I think we all have the right mindset. You know, we're all, and I try to, you know, lead those guys in the best way that I can. And I want to be somebody that they look up to and somebody that they can come to um, with questions because it is tough too because we have a lot of guys who haven't really played in big-time games yet. We have a lot of road, tough games. We're going to be in some hostile environments, um, you know, but I think coach, the coaches are doing a really good job of preparing us for that. Um, and I'm trying to do my best because I have experience in those games. So I'm trying to do my best to prepare those young guys for that as well. But other than that, I think I think we're going to be a, a really, really, really good room. You're a good person to ask this. Uh, new starting quarterback mm -hmm. in Blake shape. And yeah, he started yeah. a couple of games last year. But what, what have you seen from Blake and then Kyron Drones as the backup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake uh, – yeah, Blake's a stud. Yeah. You know, we love Blake. Um, we kind of – our connection is pretty strong just with him in our room just because we worked all summer, you know, countlessly, um, just with the timing and everything. I mean, once we figured out that he was a starter, you know, it was – we were we were quick to act, you know. And I think um, I think it's shown a lot in fall camp. Um, you know, Coach Grimes, um, after all our practices and after all our scrimmages, he, we kind of talk about – you know our completion percentage and kind of how we're evolving as a passing team um and i think with blake at the helm it's he's done a great job and we're trending in that direction for sure and kyron um kyron's grown so much ever since um since the spring or since he's been here um you know you can just see him he was he's always he's kind of that quiet kid you know um, but he's kind of coming out of his shell now, and he's growing, and he's comfortable with the offense. So um, we're definitely confident in Kyron, too, if, God forbid, something happened to Blake. so. How would you describe Blake as a leader 
I mean, quarterbacks have to be. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think Blake, too, Blake, too, even like me, like I feel like me and Blake are kind of in the same, like because especially once those older receivers left and now I'm one of the older guys on the team, you know, Coach Aranda kind of asked me to step, to step up a little bit because I've always been kind of a leader by example. I'm not too vocal, but that was uh, – my main focus in the off season of the spring is just to become a more vocal leader. And I think me and Blake are kind of on that same path. He's always been more of a, I'm going to act, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to show you all how it's done. Um, but now, especially since he's a starting quarterback, he's obviously he's got to open his mouth more. Yeah. Um, find his voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we can definitely see him trying to do that. And he's doing a great job in that, um, especially through camp. So you are one of the leaders, you know, from your time here. And one evidence of that is you're one of the holdover single-digit guys mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean to you, to, you uh, know, yeah. to have earned that? Yeah, yeah, that was a big – that was such a – that was one of my highest moments that I've been here just because, you know, I got that even after not playing for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I just wanted to show people, you know, the hard work that I put in and that I would come back – like I haven't missed a beat just because I've been working so hard. And just for my teammates and my coaches to see that and respect it and appreciate it meant the world to me. And I think it brought me closer to them as well. We asked Al, you know, about his time at uh, the community college and, and that experience at Butler. Uh, and so his story is a little different. You had a different perspective on D1 football because you saw the game kind of like a coach for a couple of your years yeah. from the sideline. How have you seen that time making the most of what you could do at that moment translate into going into fall camp as a sixth year, as that leader that's becoming more vocal? You've yeah. seen the game from all different angles. Yeah, yeah, and I think, too, like I've had to learn four different offenses since I've been here. <laughs> um, and so, like I Well-rounded. Said, yeah, yeah, Well-rounded. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like I said, I just, I try to, Coach Baker always preaches positivity and, you know, I try to take positive, I try to take a positive out of every, you know, potentially negative thing that has happened to me. And I think, you know, being hurt even last year just gave me the opportunity to learn Coach Grimes' offense so that when I come back, I'm ready. I haven't missed a beat. And I think, too, um, even back when Coach Rule was here, when I was dealing with my ACLs and stuff, you know, just seeing the game from a different perspective so that when I got back, you know, it kind of slowed down for me and I'd be able to kind of be able to see everything as if I was still on the sideline. Um, yeah, so I think that that's definitely benefited me. And I, like I said, I've just tried to take little bits and pieces um, from each time that I've been out. <laughs> do, you, do you appreciate it more also, you know, knowing how quickly it can be taken away from oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, just I'm – proud of myself just because of you know I haven't given up just because I haven't wanted to you know this is what I've wanted to do ever since I was a kid um and you know to overcome three potential career ending injuries um like I said I'm proud of myself and I just thank God for you know having my back in that um but yeah I think that I appreciate every everything because I've met people I've figured a lot out about myself essentially just um, with overcoming this stuff and just going through you know the heartache and the rough times Um, so yeah I'm really appreciative just because you know becoming a man and just that's allowed me to figure out a lot about myself and stuff and it's a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have figured out unless I went through those things through all of this 
I'm only imagining there's been some pretty special conversations that you've had with your little brother. Yeah. Uh, someone who is definitely probably looking up to you as a role model, seeing you go through all of these things, and yet he's still about to start his varsity season. Um, what are those conversations like, if you don't mind sharing? No, yeah. Um, you know, I just tell him, you know, I try when I go home, I try to, we always go to the field and we always, you know, we work out kind of with the same people. He works out with the people that I worked out with who I was going through um, when I was going through high school. Um, and so I just try to, you know, I just try to be there for him, you know, and just kind of teach him the ways and kind of give him little tips and tricks um, that he can use out on the field. But, you know, I kind of, a lot of the times I just, I don't really have to say anything. Like he kind of has that mindset and I just, it's cool to sit back and watch him grow because he kind of, he, he kind of came or became a receiver out of nowhere. Um, so, which was kind of weird. We did not think he was going to be a receiver. <laughs> um, but then he's, he played quarterback and we were like, okay, maybe he's kind of, he's, he's stocky. Like he's, he's pretty built and he's a, he's a sophomore. So we're like, okay. Um, he's probably he might play defense, linebacker, something like that, because he kind of has that mindset too. Um, but then my dad, they he's like, I want to try receiver. My dad was like, okay. Um, so he got a, he started playing these seven on seven tournaments. My dad sending me videos of him jumping over people's heads, like <laughs> mossing them, <laughs> diving for balls and stuff. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, in the blood. Yeah. I'm like all right. Like yeah. My dad has he had his first scrimmage about this last weekend. And my dad called me and he was like, man, yeah, he's, he's balling. He's, and we're like, yeah, like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, what? You know? So, but like, yeah, I just try to, I try to be there for him and it's a lot easier too, especially now that he's a receiver. Um, so yeah, when I go home, we work out together and all that stuff. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, it's gotta be pretty nice. I mean, Justin, if people don't know, it's, it's not that far away No, yeah. from Baylor. Yeah. Uh, about an hour, hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. Yeah, so yeah just as quickly as you'll be able to get there on Friday night, I'm assuming they'll be here for the game of University of Albany. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, my parents are they're a little stressed out just because, you know, it's like my brother plays Friday nights, I play Saturdays, so if we have morning games, they got to travel, they got to watch my brother, then travel to the – because my parents, yeah. They, <laughs> it's a good problem Yeah, to have. yeah. No, they never miss a game. They'll travel to all the away games. So they're trying to maneuver that right now. But like you said, my mom always says, yes, it's stressful, but it's a great, beautiful problem to have. <laughs> so – well, we wish you a full season. Wish your brother well this year, too. It'll be fun to watch him. But thanks for being with us. And, and seriously, uh, praying that you have a, a complete, whole, healthy season. Thank Absolutely. you. I, I appreciate you guys for having me. Thanks for being with us. Brooke, that's our second podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. Uh, two quality guys. I mean, these are two really good examples of Baylor football. Absolutely. And, I mean, if you aren't excited for that season opener on September 3rd at 6 o'clock, I don't know what else you need because yeah. this was a great conversation with both of these athletes. Super excited to see them out on the field and to see this you, this unit, this team do their thing and show us who they are. Thanks to Al Walcott. Thanks to Gavin Holmes. Uh, for Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Baylor Athletics.